5: The numbers told the story; they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics.
6: Guilty as charged. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSEN, the sports betting network. VSEN the VSEN app, Fubos link, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, t- uh, YouTube TV, the YouTube TV. By the way, Jeff, if you want to be technical about it, Baton Rouge. I could go on. Brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Proud to have them aboard. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight. Again, using a ridiculous name of Jeff Parles on the weekend when he hosts Bet Center. I don't know what that's all about. Maybe his parents made him do it. I don't know. Jeff, you have Ben Simmons news. Yeah. What you got? We we do.
7: Uh, from uh, from Shams Charania, of course, of the Athletic and Stadium. Uh, reporting uh, Ben Simmons spoke to Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, and the entire 76ers team today and accepted everyone's need to take responsibility, including himself. Interesting. Uh, But Simmons informed them that he is not mentally ready to play yet and needs time.
6: Oh, wow. So there you go. So any thought of the Sixers debuting Ben Simmons, say, against Oklahoma City on Sunday, which would seem to be a good spot. To start a guy like that, make him look good. That's out the window. Not mentally ready to go.
7: Yes, and and one more that just came across uh, for, from from uh, Shams as well. Simmons did report the shoot around today, which well, and- he has not been, which is a step in the right direction, and was seen engage, engaging with the team, uh, but still not uh, has still expressed his uh, that he is not mentally prepared to play yet. So there you go. What
6: does that, that even? That's a, a nice uh, a nice circle as that continues there. What does that even mean? He's not mentally prepared. What I mean, what is that? You're playing basketball, man. We're talking about basketball. Play the game. Ben Simmons not mentally ready to go for the Sixers. Sixers one zero. They didn't play last night, did they? They
7: did not. Yeah. They uh, they went to New Orleans and beat the Zionless Pelicans fairly easily
6: on opening night. For yeah, them. crushed them. Matter of fact, spread the spread the uh, scoring around in that game. Um, all right. There's the latest they were, you know, that was the big news today. Like, oh, they're going to meet with the team. Ben Simmons is going to meet with the team. And then the, anybody like meets with everybody and is like, yeah, I'll accept responsibility, but I'm just not mentally ready to go. What, what the NBA drama, soap operas, divas, little league. All right. Um, let's talk some football, Jeff. Let's talk some NFL football. You and Wes Reynolds, your, your stealth alliance in the circa millions contest called weekend warriors. Um, you know, read into that title what you want. What you got? You had your first bad week last week. No, we we uh, we
7: we had the bad week two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we, we, it still wasn't great. This week, that Cowboys Patriots decision, we were on the wrong end of that. Oh, brutal. So uh, we we did go two and three, uh, but uh, so you, at, you guys meet. What do you do by phone? Oh, we do we do a phone call on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and it usually lasts between ninety minutes and two and a half hours. Oh, it's my God, are you time.
6: serious? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we go you know, through all of them. You know what we do on Primetime Action is the three of us, me, Matt, and Kelly, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, by the way, um, we each do our five on our own, our five plays. We submit to Kelly. If three match, it's one of our plays. If two match, it would take a really spirited argument from the third person to not have that end up as one of our picks. And then, you know, and then we debate the others that are singles. But, you know, that takes, what, one segment? You guys are on the phone for up to two and a half hours?
7: It can be that's the longest one. Usually it's closer to 90
6: minutes. Maybe that's why you're doing better than we are. Uh, That could be it.
7: Well, again, uh, Wes, uh, I I love the guy, but uh, as we know, elongated talker.
6: What? Are you kidding me? I love talking to Wes. I can talk to him about anything. He can talk all he wants. Air supply, whatever it is. Whatever he wants to talk about. The BG's. So what are you? So he's. So what are you going to suggest to him? As one, this is the hardest week of the year. Six teams on buys, only thirteen games. Three are huge double-digit favorites. One is teetering on a double-digit favorite, and two are near a touchdown, which leaves you seven short spreads. Really. Oh, uh,
7: Gil, I think the only one I'm going to suggest, and I know after listening to the Megapod yesterday that our friend Mikey Palm is going to be opposite of what I'm going to suggest Uh-oh. here, and that is the big favorite of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
6: I'm with you, man. Yeah. I, I, I disagreed with Mikey. He really, he thinks that he, he was all about the Bears. Mikey, Mikey's a thoughtful guy. He thinks they might be able to pull off an upset. I think this is the worst matchup ever for them. The only, the, the team that is most similar to
7: Tampa offensively that Chicago's already played this year is, is the LA Rams. And the L.A. Rams, even in a game where they couldn't stop David Montgomery at all, won that game easily. Now I know there's some fourth down luck in there for Chicago to win against the Bears early in that game. But the Bears secondary is terrible. And all those weapons on Tampa, even with Gronk still sidelined, that that feels like Tampa's going to be able to name their score. And Chicago's probably not capable of scoring more than 21, 24 points against anyone. Like, that's on the high end, and Tampa wouldn't shock me if they're in the low 40s in this game.
6: Yeah, that's, really one, of, that's one of the rare big spreads I would actually consider laying. I, I will tell you what I – let me just – we'll go one, one by one here. We'll trade off one pick at a time. I, I think the Texans catching all those points, they ended up 18-and-a-half in the contest. 18-and-a-half. I know – oh, it, it, it's, we're showing 18, but in the contest, I think 18-and-a-half. I know they're El Stinko. I know I've got them power ranked 32. But they should have beaten the Patriots. That game last week, even though they lost 31-3, to it was 10-3 to in the third quarter. And then Mills threw that awful pick. I know. He's Mills. I get it. They had the one big run to Taylor. I mean, that really blew the game open. You're giving me 18.5? Just on principle, I'm taking that. Just principle. No, there's nothing beyond that. Just an NFL game. Unless you think DeAndre Hopkins wants to rub it in their face. And say, how dare you trade me franchise of stupidity, but I'll, I'll take the 18 and a half and I'll live with that. If you beat me on that. Okay. I'm cool with it. No. Yes.
7: I I don't want anything to do with Houston and Arizona. Gil. I want nothing to do with <laughs> it. Because no. And it's my, not a because yes. my, my concern in that game. Yes. It's yeah. 18 and a half in an NFL game, which is just a, a lunacy number. But I'm concerned that Houston's not going to be able to score enough points in the, in order to even cover that. Arizona winning this game 24-3 to 3 feels like a, a, a totally in-play scenario here. I like this game under, by the way, if we're just talking about a traditional sense. Because uh, I don't think Houston's going to be able to score enough. This feels like one where Arizona will take the foot off the gas pedal late, especially Green Bay, looming on a... On Thursday night, uh, the following week. By the way, that is a a,
6: a look ahead spot, Gil. We got we got we
7: got to put that in quotes. Yes. There. Uh, but uh, do you like
6: Paul Carr's Matt Ryan revenge spot against yeah, the Dolphins? Hey,
7: big big time revenge. I spot.
6: ended up going. By the way, on primetime last night, I ended up going Denver. The rare same game teaser where I went Denver in the under, and that ended up working out. But I didn't love the Denver teaser side enough to pair it with the team on Sunday, so I just did it for have some fun last night. It ended up cashing. But, by the way, let me just clarify on this. If the Cardinals did win 24-3 to to use your score, would I be shocked at all? Hells no. Not, I mean, not for a second. But on a week, I guess what I'm saying is in a week where, where this is slim pickings, I'll take the 18-and-a-half. How about that? It's about as simple as it gets for me.
7: Look, look again, this is, this is a, one of those weeks where it's hard to get the five. It's just hard to get the five. Let's try to get to
6: two. What's your two?
7: (laughs) That's that's kind of my point, because the one I like the second most is Seattle on Monday night against New Orleans, getting Mm. five. Uh, I I understand that the Saints are getting healthier on defense, especially. They are off a bye week, so more rest. But Gil, I know the Seahawks' defense isn't any good. I know Geno Smith is the quarterback. But this feels like one of those spots where at home, in prime time, it's a tough place to play. I know they've lost already two home games this year. That Seattle should be able to stay close in this game. And, and James, James still has not, other than Gino, here, no, Jameis. Now I'm oh, looking at New Orleans oh, side here.
6: Oh, I'm sorry. Jameis
7: still hasn't really had that total blow up game yet. That's coming at some point.
6: <laughs> the game where he throws three picks. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't argue with that. I think James Salinas, who was on the Megapod yesterday, and of course, host of uh, shows here at VEASAN, Betting Across America in the Past, and now uh, on the weekends with Brady Cannon. What's the name of their show? Pro Football Blitz. Pro Football Blitz. Why can't I remember that? It's a simple name. Pro Football Blitz. Two super contest winners talking football. How can you beat that? Um, James, he likes Seahawks in a a non wong teaser leg. So he's sort of with you there. Um, Yeah, I don't hate it. You know, I think in the end, I'm going to lay the points with New England. And I already hate myself as it's coming out of my mouth for doing that. Because it's like, you know, what could possibly go wrong, right? Belichick in this game versus uh, Robert Sala. Patriots favored by seven. The Patriots, they crushed the Jets the first time. This is the first game of the year where teams are are playing each other twice. So it's the first division rematch of the season. Patriots beat them, what, 25-6 to the first time? And they, they picked off Zach Wilson four times in that game. I'm not expecting four picks, but Belichick is not going to let that kid beat him. And laying seven after a heartbreaking loss that they had last week to the Cowboys, again, under the in the context of slim pickings, I think I'm going to lay the points with the Patriots. Give me the 18.5 with the Texans, but I think I'll lay it with the Patriots. You're a Jets fan. What do you think here?
7: I have no feel for this game. Yeah. No. I have no feel. I wouldn't shock me if New England wins this game very similar, like 24-6 and Wilson turns it over another three times. Wouldn't shock me if the Jets are in the game because the Patriots just aren't very
6: good, Gil. Let me ask you a Megapod question that we ask every week on the Megapod. Of the big favorites, all the double-digit favorites, plus the Packers, plus the Ravens, and the Patriots, who's the most likely to lose outright? <laughs>
7: can none of them can none of them be the answer
6: not for the purposes of not this not for the purpose
7: of this the most likely to lose outright is the packers really to yeah. washington yeah mm. I, I that's just because i don't like anyone else to win
6: we didn't we didn't include the ravens in there who are six yeah and the, and Raven, a half, Raven, the ravens Paris. are
7: down to six yeah. right now at bet
6: mg would you say them if i included them
7: yes i would actually
6: what about only the double digits the rams cardinals or buccaneers i come to you from the future and i say jeff one of them lost who is it The Cardinals. (laughs) No, I don't think any of them are losing, though. But someone did. Who is it? The Cardinals. Rams. Rams? Oh, interesting. Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Revenge Game. We'll talk Survivor and Teaser Legs next, right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife...
4: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life,
1: You can listen to the Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: A numbers game with Gil Alexander on V the sports betting
6: network. The show in this uh, 1997 SEC Championship game with Tennessee, this Peyton Manning guy, he is going to be somebody one day. I'm telling you right now. By the way, our Hoops Guide is out, the NBA betting guide from VEASAN, exclusively from VEASAN, Nine ninety nine 99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You should check it out. Even though basketball season has started, still chock full of value, strategies, predictions, best bets, all to stay ahead of odds makers, Hoops experts, all of them, including the great Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, that's our NBA analyst, provides strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. The digital guide is a must-have. Give yourself the betting edge. Why don't you? Get your copy now. Only nine ninety nine at vsun.com slash subscribe. This, this is the greatest month of the sports year, man. I'll, I say it every year. Football on the weekends, pro and college, baseball playoffs, and I am so with Jason Weingarten. Give me more baseball. Extend these series. Because as I said, when I was going through those that award schedule, they're not coming till November anyway. Might as well watch some baseball in between. Did you know about that schedule, Jeff? Because I, I looked it up. Me and, uh, Jason and I did it independently. I was curious. I was like, when do we get to cash our tickets? I didn't know they extended it like that this year. Finalists announced on November 1st, and then, what was it, a week later, they start doling them out. Finally, it wraps up with MVP on the 11th. So for those who have tickets in those markets, that's the calendar on that. All right, back to the NFL. Week number seven, the Fakakta week of the uh, of the year thus far. <laughs> From a betting standpoint, Fakakta cashes. Um, Okay, teaser legs. Not really very Wongable here. Although, the Broncos got to be a Stanford Wong teaser leg. By the way, Stanford Wong, pseudonym for John Ferguson. The most positive EV teaser legs historically. Dogs, excuse me, dog or, uh, yeah, dogs of uh, one and a half to two and a half, home or road, teased up through the three and the seven. Home favorites of between seven and a half and eight and a half, teased down through the seven and three. Although I will say that road favorites... Tees down, seven and a half to eight and a half. Tees down have actually has, in the last 10 years been profitable, too. So these things do change. But anyway, the first three are the, uh, are the classic Stanford long teaser legs. So the Broncos ended up being one last night. I didn't love it, but I played it and it got there. Um, and then we have the Dolphins. Do you have any interest in the Dolphins teaser leg there, Jeffrey? Anything at all? You can't just shake your head off. Oh, no, yeah. the,
7: the, the silence is yeah. my opinion there, yes. Gil.
6: Very slow to the draw, <laughs> this Jeffrey Parles this morning. Uh, yeah, I, not me either. How about the Packers down? So, so here's, what, here's what I came. I mean, my, my teaser leg ultimately is going to be the Packers down. The two-teamer, that is. Packers down, and then, although it's not a classic Wong, I will just take the Patriots to essentially win as my other one. Packers and Patriots. You have any argument with that? I guess you thought Washington could upset. I
7: mean, they could, but Green Bay more than likely is still going to win that game and come close to covering the eight. Uh, so I have no problem with that. Uh, Green Bay being the uh, the first leg of that. Uh, what a what a brutal week for teasers. Brutal. Here. It's also brutal. Uh, yeah. Again, not traditional, not traditional hall, but Seattle up. Uh a follow Salinas there mm-hmm. up to. Ten and a half or 11, depending on on where you're at. And I'll take Baltimore down to a pick against Cincinnati. Uh, even though I give the Bengals a chance to win this game, I have a hard time seeing Baltimore blowing a game at home like this. Even though the Bengals have shown to be much better than any of us would have thought going into the year, the Ravens have owned the Bengals. Ever since Lamar Jackson has come into the league, and Lamar Jackson seemingly has one ridiculous play a game that you remember from multiple years against the Bengals. So uh, again, not traditional with the Seahawks up to uh, up to ten and a half, and Baltimore down to a pick for me.
6: Who's the, now, now that Russell Wilson is hurt, he'll be eligible to eligible to come back week ten at the earliest. He is the uh, the poster child for worst worst feeling of any player to bet against. Now that he's been sidelined, who holds that mantle right now? Active players, is it Lamar? It's a good question. I'm gonna say Kyler Murray is the guy
7: for quarterbacks. I think it's Kyler. Yeah, and I, I mean either either Kyler or Lamar one, two. Uh, at this point, I know it's uh, I know he's a running back, but can we include Derrick Henry in there?
6: He's a unicorn. Yeah. He, he's why he's in the top ten power rankings because you just you don't know with that team. He's their get out of jail free card. We're just gonna give the ball to Derrick Henry. Stop us. And we'll milk the clock in, in the same at the same time, you know, in the process of doing that. Um, it's a it's a week it's a week week if you will e a k e e k for teasers as well. It's a week week. Matt Brown dubbed week seven the stink. That's how bad it is. Survivor on the other hand is interesting because we've really been it's kind of been you know a lot of players playing one or two teams. One last week with the Colts, raise my hand. This week it should be splintered because you have the huge favorites, right? You have Arizona. If you're in Circa, there is a Christmas consideration for Arizona, however. There is Tampa Bay, if you haven't used Tampa Bay. There is, of course, the Rams. Rams, do you want to save them or do you want to use them? Those are the three huge favorites. Rams, 16-point favorites now against the Lions as well. Then, of course, there is Green Bay, 8.5 against Washington, if you haven't used them. Then the Patriots at seven. The Ravens at six. Every time I say the Ravens, I hear like Berman's voice in my head going, quote the Raven. As if it's clever or something. So who do you go with? Now, you are not in Survivor. So it's always hard to ask people who are not in Survivor because you don't know who you would have left. For instance, me, I do not have the Buccaneers or the Packers. I used them first two weeks of the season. I have the rest. I think I know who I'm playing. I don't know if I'm going to say it. I said it on the Megapod, though.
7: Going off of the teams you have left, and of course the biggest caveat, if you're in the circus survivor field still. Yes. Arizona plays on Christmas. Yes. Arizona plays the Colts on Christmas. Yes. Which is seemingly on paper the biggest mismatch of the three Christmas games. Yes, again. So keep that in mind. If you don't want to burn Arizona because of that, that's perfectly sound. You are correct, sir. So – it comes down to the Rams and Tampa, and I think just don't overthink it. Whoever you have left, if you happen to use one of them, use the other here. If you have both left, I think I would lean to Tampa just because the Rams still have Houston next week. They have Jacksonville later in the season. There are more spots that I like the Rams to be used than Tampa. So I would look to the Bucks if you have not used them. This
6: week, I also like the Tampa matchup better than than the Rams matchup. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, Um, the first of all, last week only the highest elimination team was the Broncos at 19, followed by no submissions at 10, then the Dolphins at seven. I will say this about no submissions though: I like I get scared every week that I'm going to forget because I'll do 11 shows and I'm fried, and then I'm like, hey, it's over, weekend, and I'm like, oh, survivor. So you got to set the alarms for this. Don't be a no submission. Do you think the no submission thing because it's multiple every week that it's a proxy issue or do you think it's like 10 different people?
7: I'm not sure. Wouldn't shock me if it's a proxy issue yeah, I though wouldn't, because wouldn't either. that's
6: that's But then what do you do to your proxy if he, if he, if he or she fails to put them in? Like, I mean, what's the what's the penalty for that? Uh, that's, uh, Never proxying again doesn't seem like that's punishment. <laughs> no, I, I you, know? you
7: lose a th- you lose a th- you lose a thousand over, especially if you had a winner that uh, week that well, they I'm, failed to put. I
6: am just speculating; it's probably individuals. Who knows? Um, anyway, so for me, then, without the Packers and the Bucks, it's a choice between the Cardinals, Christmas, Rams, Patriots, Ravens, Rams, Patriots, Ravens. Yeah, I think I know which way I am going. Um, and this is, we still have more people left in Survivor, in Circa Survivor. We still have more people left, more entries, more entries left. Let me be clear, because people have multiple entries. Some people still have their six, by the way. Some people with the with max still have all six left. Again, the multiple entries to me doesn't matter till we get to Thanksgiving. If you end up with two on Thanksgiving, then talk to me. But we have more entries left now than we did to begin the entire Circa Survivor last year that's how many folks we got we were we were taking uh, Joe Pita hit me up and he, he and his buddy were uh, we're talking about how many how many entries he thinks will be left at the end of the year Joe estimated 200 plus his buddy estimated 100 plus I went with 96 Wishnev went under 96 I think Mike someone else who went 50 something I can't even remember now who chimed in oh Michael Montesano told me 50 something he thinks I believe. I hope I'm quoting him right. What's your instinct on this? In the 50s? Yeah. That's how that many were last year, right? Yeah,
7: th- look, or there's, 60s. there is still going, there is going to be a week. Oh, carnage. Is where carnage happens. Yeah. We were very close two weeks ago. Minnesota didn't come back against Detroit. So uh, it's coming. That week is coming where someone, where a team that's picked by 40-some-odd percent is going down.
6: What is your instinct on all these? So all of these five plus the Ravens, Packers, Patriots, Rams, Cardinals, Buccaneers, Ravens. What's your instinct on how many of those six actually lose this week? Zero? Zero. Another week. Maybe
7: one, but more likely zero.
6: Yeah. Well, name of the game is uh, Survivor, but I will again argue that that is a misnamed game. It's Survivor for a while. Then it's about winning. I'm not sure we've got to that point yet though, this season. Uh, it has been very interesting to say the least, but so much fun. And there's a lot of people criticize the, uh, the Thanksgiving, Christmas, Kennyella there at the end of the year as, as injecting too much luck into it. But I want to give Derek Stevens and Mike Palm and crew a shout for that because it does make it much more. Uh, there's more strategy involved as a result. We'll come back. Vinny Maolio, ladies and gentlemen, Vinny Maliula from behind the desk here at the South Point. His perspective, all things Vinny, slow jamming next the numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod looks at next month's Breeders' Cup. Trainer Wesley Ward talks about his six horses that will be at Del Mar. Broadcasters who work outside their love of racing get together in a roundtable. They include former ESPN host Chris Lincoln, Baltimore newscaster Scott Wyckoff, and Texas Tech sportscaster Ryan Hyatt. Ryan Hyatt's on the RFPP, or what do they, they call the Ron Flatter Racing Pod? RFRP, pardon me? Ryan Hyatt asks us a question on primetime action every day. Good for Ryan. Plus, Dwayne Colucci, Colucci, from the Rampart Casino Handicaps Weekend Races. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it tomorrow morning at vcin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod, sponsored by First Man. How you doing, Vinny? Ladies and gentlemen, Slow Jam It with Vinny Maliulo. Hit it. Oh, he doesn't have his music? What's going on here? There we are. There it is. Okay, now we can do this.
5: Now the world is get great. in the mood. Happy Friday, Gil. What do you what do you say, buddy?
6: The dulcet tones of Vinny Maliolo, everybody. By the How way, you doing Gil,
5: man, um, you are going to get a request for a, a photo op uh, after the show. I am. Yes, I just ran into a oh, nice you young man, Clint from Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, just outside the studio, uh, and avid listener, V-Cent subscriber, awesome. and pointed out uh, that uh, that he does listen to the show. Listens to your show in particular, so uh, let's let's honor him with a little uh, little photo op after the show. I Think
6: I can do that? Yes, I you know. took a photo with him as well. I
5: did. I did take one, and uh, always appreciate. You know, we, we we get a lot. I know you're in particular get a lot of texts, uh, tweets. Uh, we get a lot of emails. It's always good to hear from. Uh, The folks out there, Uh, and you know, just expressing their feelings—what they like, what they may not like, or whatever the case may be. So, just a thank you uh, on behalf of everybody here at VC for the folks that uh, that do take the time to to listen, to view, to subscribe, and uh, we uh, we appreciate it very
6: much. That's it's a great thing to say every once in a while, if not all the time, because it is such a uh, yeah. I mean, we don't want this to land on on. No one. And so to get the mm-hmm. feedback on it, by the way, good, bad, indifferent, oh. cr- you know, even if it's critical, as long as you're funny, I'll read everything. Well, listen. Just be funny. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> um it,
5: you know, obviously you want it to be done, uh, you know, with, with t- objective, right? I mean, and again, it's not like I know full well, me personally, not everybody's going to necessarily agree with everything. What? I said, yeah, I know it's hard to believe. is you? Considering I have my own theme, <laughs> uh, theme music, but True. uh. I think you know, Gil. Seriously, it's uh, it's always good to uh, to to hear people's perspectives. So, uh, and that, I think that's something that certainly, uh, for for me, has served me well uh, for over forty years in the uh, in the business.
6: Vinny, last week we learned that uh, that you uh, you teach. For those who didn't know, that you teach classes over at UNLV. I I guest lecture uh, from time to time. Last week
5: I was at the Boyd School of Law here uh, uh, in Las Vegas at, uh, at UNLV. This coming week on Wednesday, another listener uh, and subscriber, uh, Dan Kuster mm-hmm. from Kansas State University,
6: I recognize that name. From
5: yeah, Twitter. Dan. Uh, he he does tweet. He yeah. follows uh, he follows us on Twitter, and he uh, he he listens. He's going to be in, in Las Vegas next week. I think he's going to be in the um, one of the events in the World Series of Poker. Dan is a professor at, at Kansas State University in the School of Economics. So I will be via. Uh, Zoom, uh, speaking to his class. I've done that in the past. A great guy, terrific, and uh, always <laughs> awesome. always fun. It, it's I, I love to uh, to to speak to students because they've got you you kind of break down some some misconceptions that you know folks may have mm-hmm. and that at, at any age. But you also make the, it fun,
6: though. You you, you well, do I try exercises. to include the class and yeah. I
5: try to in weave into. Uh, into the uh, you know I hate to call it a lecture you know but the overview if you will You're always lectures, lecturing Vinny. lectures like God you know I mean I mean, I hated lectures when I was in school so uh, but the overview to where it can pertain to their particular uh, major you know their endeavor and, uh, and things like that so uh, it's always fun and for, they for, and they have great per- perspectives. Do you have on any things.
6: any idea how people in that area if they want to, well they don't have to because well yeah if they want to enroll for that do they do you, is there someone they should contact? Uh, just I it, guess the it, the professor, uh, you know, in this case,
5: uh, you know, at at Kansas State, Dan, uh, hit him you know, up on Twitter. Yeah, hit him or yeah,
6: you can hit him up on Twitter. And, you remember uh, his Twitter handle offhand? Uh, I'll get it. Okay, I'll get it for, or you don't have to do it now, but we can do it on the break. And we yeah, can we can do it. We'll, we'll announce it. And, okay, uh, so you do that. The mm-hmm. other thing that many people, I mean, if people are you know, if people haven't been with us for for years now and don't know Vinny, Vinny does still play himself some horses, right? <laughs>
5: I do, you know, Gil. My first experience with with betting. Well, I guess my second, but the first bet I ever made. I was I was eight years old, uh, and I went to uh, went to to the track with my uncle, who told me he was taking me to the zoo. So I'm thinking automatically, you know, I'm going. Is to, that the, what he to, told you? to the Bronx? You just want to, go, want to go see some animals. <laughs> in my mind, yeah, let's, go, Is it the zoo? He goes, yeah, kind of. Kind you of. could say that. So I'm thinking we're going up, you know, up to the Bronx. We're going to the Bronx Zoo. So I'm looking around, and you know, we're there. My my aunt Mary, it was my uncle Tony. Yeah, this is true. Aunt Mary couldn't wait. Yeah, go ahead, go. So uh, I'm looking around. I'm like, with the only animals here are horses. What's what's what's, it's what's a the story? Horse zoo is what it is. Well, yeah, exactly. So I thought it was you know, a horse petting zoo, but it happened to be at Belmont <laughs> in Elmont. <laughs> so, and then. Uh, Did you take to it immediately? I loved it because. And this was this is what happened. Uh, he goes, "You want to bet?" And at that time, you know, you were a kid. You didn't. I didn't walk up to the counter and say, "Give me." Eight. But he goes, oh, "You want to bet?" I said, "Yeah." Well, let me see the names of the horses. So I see a name of, and it's like, uh, it was it was a horse named after one of my brothers. And I was like, "Wow!" What are you? I said, "I want to bet this horse." So the horse comes in. My my uncle, of course, didn't. He was, he's laughing like, "Are you kidding me?" So so it comes in. You know, I'm sitting there at eight years old, and I have this. Yeah, it was it was chalk. It was like 10, 10 bucks, twelve bucks. I was like, oh, this is great. So boom, immediately, it hit. Before that, obviously, you Look know, the, life. the holidays, uh, card games, you know, my poker games around the table. Uh, where Here, we here's what last. I'm getting
6: at with all this, Benny. You have Breeders Cup thoughts? So
5: yes, we do have Breeders Cup, and I'm glad you brought up uh, Ron Flatters uh, Racing Pod because next week the Breeders Cup this year is uh, returns to Del Mar. Uh, and it'll be on uh, November fifth and sixth, Friday, Saturday, and uh, we will be. Uh, I say we, Chris Andrews, Dwayne Colucci, who's on this week, Colucci! yes, Johnny Avello, and I will uh, join oh, Ron be Johnny for the first time. Yeah, Johnny Avello, and and, and even if it's via Zoom, right? Uh, or yeah. you know, we can. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll certainly uh, make our acquaintances. Uh, so we will uh, we'll be uh, going over and breaking down uh, the Breeders' Cup races.
6: So this is a show, a dedicated show for the Breeders'
5: dedicated Cup? Dedicated to the, you know, Ron always has uh, okay. one of us uh, f- uh, on his podcast every every week. We kind of rotate, but when it comes to the Triple Crown uh, in the Breeders' Cup, he asks us all to come on, and it's always fun because you're know, getting those guys' perspectives so on the races is good.
6: What I'm getting from you is you haven't really handicapped it yet, is that what? I'm not. I'm just done, you know I'm okay. starting
5: to get you know the fields are pretty you know they've they've come together, uh, you know you're looking at horses and but the the thing about the Breeders' Cup that's so good is first of all it's a championship you know and um, it's one of the uh, events of the year where. You can make some money It'd be, because the, the, the fields are full. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of liquidity in
6: things. Let me ask you this. NBA season just started the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a few days of it now. Hockey has been going on for about a week. Right. What is it looking like here at the South Point and, and I guess, extending to the Rampart in terms of the handle as a season begins? Bigger than ever before? Like, uh, like I anything?
5: Ever, but on par with what we've seen in, in recent years. Ago. And, again, I, I even you know when. Well, let's look at hockey first because you know, the Golden Knights really took hockey to another level here. Uh, probably the biggest percentage increase, in, I mean statewide, uh, uh, since Wayne Gretzky joined the Kings back in the early '90s. Hmm. You know, so hockey's always was always the fourth uh, most popular bet bet sport of the four majors, and it pro- it still is, but. Uh, the handle's been terrific so far, and uh, the fact that there's been so many surprises, I think when you look at Florida, which if folks have followed, I don't think they're really that surprised about it. Um, but, you know, the opposite, you know, the Golden Knights are, are struggling with all their injuries and things like that. Hockey,
6: hockey still is far beneath basketball, though? Oh,
5: yeah. Uh, hockey's number four. I mean, it's it's football, it's uh, it's basketball, it's baseball. And no all right, hockey. so let,
6: let's ask it this way. So the first night there were two NBA games, right? Yep. Um, those are the marquee matchups, the Warriors-Lakers being the second one. So there's a little bit of regional right. proximity with the mm-hmm. Lakers and with the Warriors, actually, but with the Lakers uh, specifically. The handle of that game versus the baseball playoff game that was on OPPO, what do you um, get more on? Who? What What do people bet on a night like that?
5: They tied in both, Gil, um, but it was the Lakers, too. So I, I would say that the first baseball game actually did more than the second baseball oh, really? game that day. Um,
6: because it didn't have anything opposite. Yeah, it,
5: yeah, and I think I think it was just more of an it was just just frankly more interest in, in in it. But for whatever reason, I think Chrissy described that the other day too. Um, but again, Warriors were on again last night against the Clippers, and the Warriors and Lakers being the last game or one of the last games always caps a very strong betting handle for the NBA.
6: But the most marquee NBA matchup, no matter what it is, even on opening night. Is still, still doesn't approach like a really big college football game no, on Saturday. No,
5: not not like a uh, a tenth, a, a quarter. I'd say a quarter. You might get a third, depending on its position.
6: Okay, yeah. I'll ask you more about football, Vinny Maliulo. Everybody, right here on a numbers game at Veasan, the sports betting network. Coming back.
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: A numbers game with Gil Alexander on FeesN, the
6: Sports Betting Network. Become a weekend warrior at BetMGM. That does not mean you get to be part of the Wes Reynolds Jeff Parlay contest entry. But it's at BetMGM. King of the Weekend is a free-to-play challenge where you can win up to $50,000 for correctly picking the highest-scoring pro football teams during the weekend. Simply log into your account and find the King of the Weekend contest in your promotion section. Then pick the six teams you think will score the most points from the selected games. $1,000 will go to the top entry each week. And if you guess all six in the right order... The grand prize of $50,000 could be yours. Plus, hundreds of dollars in free bets will be awarded to players who come close to a perfect score. Go to your account and try the King of the Weekend free-to-play game. New to BetMGM? Download the app. It will take you but a few seconds. Do that today and make a weekend football experience even better. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in the great state of Nevada. Skill Gil Alexander, slow jamming with Vinny, everybody. Vinny Maliulo, kind enough to join us. Senior odds maker at Gone Gaming. Works here at the South Point with Chrissy and Vinny. That's Chris Anders and, uh, excuse me, Jimmy, rather. Jimmy Vaccaro, American Treasure. Vinny, uh, you had a prop here at the South Point. Yes. Before the season, as I recall, there were multiple options, but it was all mm-hmm. college football related. Could yes. you update us, please, on where sure. it was and where it is now?
5: Uh, this one opened, Gil, back in, uh, back in June. And, you know, we always try to do something different. Chris always wants to do something a little bit different in terms of grouping teams for the national championships in uh, football and basketball. So this year, Alabama, Texas, Iowa State, Miami, Penn State, and Cincinnati were in one group. Say that again. Alabama, Mm -hmm. Texas, Iowa State, Uh Miami, Penn State, and Cincinnati. Wow. One group. Okay. They were plus two twenty-five. They're now uh, right there uh, at five to two, so just plus two fifty. Not and, much of a move. Okay. Not mo- and again, Alabama being there, uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, and for Cincinnati undefeated. The second group: Clemson, oops, LSU, oops, USC, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Florida, Wisconsin, Ooh. four to one on the opener.
6: Yeah, got to be double digits
5: triple 100 to 1. Okay. Okay, I accept that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Next group, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, North Carolina, Oregon, Texas A&M. Oh, that's your short shot right there. That was the favorite at minus a quarter. Minus 125. Now minus three fifty. Yeah, and again, obviously mm-hmm. the the Georgia, and again going in they were the fa- they were the favorite because Ohio State and Georgia were in that, in that group, and, and and let's remember this going into the season, Georgia uh, probably schedule very favorable schedule, right? No Alabama during the regular season, no Texas A and M, no LSU during the regular season, mm-hmm. and then uh, the fourth group was the field at twenty to one, and it's still hovering there because there's you know someone defeated look Oklahoma State. Uh, is in the field. Big test this week to see if uh, you know they're at Iowa State, who got a lot of preseason steam, if you will, uh, yeah. and a lot of interest. So uh, the prop is still updated. Again, that first group at now plus two fifty. The second group uh, at hundred to one. The third group uh, minus three fifty, and uh, the field at uh, twenty to one.
6: Field is twenty to one. Twenty to one, yeah. Who was who out there that was not in one of those three groups? I'm trying to think. Well, in the field, well,
5: Michigan uh, is in there. Iowa, because we used Iowa State, yeah, and of course Iowa went down last week. Was
6: Penn State in one of your? Penn groups?
5: State was in the first group yeah. with Alabama yeah. and Cincinnati, and these are all still bettable. They're bettable, yeah, because uh, updated them uh, and they're up uh, today.
6: Were they up the whole time, or you just updated we them? We update now? them every week, every week. So okay. when the games go
5: off on Saturday, it's you know kind of hold up because the loss is obviously devastating, right? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, to uh, although the Pac-12 did carry on for the first yeah
6: <laughs> month and a half. Do you, are, are you, would you guys have, I'm, I'm sure you do, have a number in mind? Like when you put out a prop like this, because you guys are famous for saying, hey, you know, people can come up with all these props, but are people actually going to bet it? And I totally get what you're saying. If, you know, something might sound awesome, but if people don't actually put their money behind it, then, oh, great. You put it up and no one bets it. Mm-hmm. What, what do you guys... Um, you know is it exceeding what you would hope, would have hoped to have gotten i think it's right on par
5: gil yeah. you know and because it's different and we try to tweak it every year and we're actually starting to talk a little bit of, you know very early uh, about college basketball uh, coming up and uh, of course that starts in uh, in in a few week couple of weeks so um, but the the exercise is you know again crystal say look here are the pairings what do you think and okay and then make prices individually and then compare Compare prices mm-hmm. to come up with the best price, and you, and you don't you don't necessarily want everybody. You want everybody to be kind of in a ballpark, but you, you don't want like if, if it's you know Chris, Jimmy, and Vinny, or Chris, uh, Richie, Jimmy, and Vinny, You know uh, Richie Baccalieri sitting there. You don't want exactly the exact same number amongst three and four people, right? You need you know, and so uh, and then and, and put it up that way. But I, yeah, the handle uh, the fact that uh, we've still got it up and it's uh, it's it's pretty competitive. Although, you know, I mean, you know, Georgia, the, the Georgia group is really starting to stretch things out right now, right? So, um, uh, Oklahoma and Georgia still undefeated and very much in the national championship picture. Uh, Ohio State with one loss still kind of in the picture too. So that, that number continues to grow.
6: i ask you a question here, Vinny. Uh, yesterday, Bill Krakenberger and I had a conversation about... The uh, the explosion, and I don't think that word is too much of an exaggeration. The explosion at books of single game parlays, um, and so there was a piece yesterday at uh, Sports Handle mm-hmm. um, that really gave some some percentages on just how popular these have become, and uh, the the sort of eye opening stat, by the way, at, at uh, let's take it for a shop like Bet Rivers. Over 40% of bettors have already placed a single-game parlay this season. 20% of all bets have been single-game parlays. Now, as, a, as an old-school Vegas guy like yourself, where this has not been currency that, that you have dealt with for all these years and all these decades, when you, when you hear something like that, what's your, what's your sort of reaction? So single-game parlays, so side to total. Well, right? that's, or, that's the old school Vegas definition right? of it. But this, and Jeff, you'll help me out here. I just want to, because I, I got like 20, 30, 40 people sending me examples of it yesterday. These include like props, too. Okay. So, so you can do so, running back gains over a certain amount of yards. That his team wins, right? Okay. There's already co- some mm-hmm. sort of correlation mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And even like a third or fourth, right? Yeah.
7: Yeah, it depends on the book. But most of the, the, newer, the, the newer East Coast, newer jurisdictions books have designated areas that have same game parlay for draftkings you click a button uh you basically can pick whatever you want it spits out a price after you've picked what you want uh fanduel it's a pretty similar thing as well mm-hmm. so the tr- uh, big props total uh so, total the, the sides tr- everything basically yeah, the
6: trade off is right that the true
5: bang for your buck is reduced right. I, I was going to say yeah. when, when when and when jeff pointed that out you know, it spits it out. Like, is it the same? So, if you and I make the same bet at the same with the same prices, we're, we're going to
6: get the same win amount. You and I, if we make the same bet at the same shop, we'll get the same thing. But what I'm saying is, it's not the true. You're not yeah. getting the true. value. No, you're value. not. No. So, so my So, what it really comes down to is, are you willing? This is what we were. I was articulating with mm-hmm. Bill yesterday. Are you willing to accept a reduced payout for the privilege or for the advent of now getting to make these wagers that heretofore, thank you very yeah. much, did not exist here in Nevada? That's the sort of calculus yeah, that bettors I, would need to make I, or, or elsewhere. I, so I, I just think it's an interesting question how someone yeah. like you would, would view something like that. I
5: think it's – here's here's the best way to, to, to attack that you know, or answer it. I mean, I think you have to maintain. You really have to uh, continue to watch how the industry, how the business develops. Just like every, like you can't do the same things today. There are certain things today that you can do that you've always done because they're tried and true. But there are certain things you've got to adjust to. And if there's an appetite for something like that, then it bears taking note of and say, well, okay, how does it work? What's what's the, you know, what's the competitive dynamic of it, and examine it, right? Um, so for instance, this is, this is not about, ah, but something like, like this, this is something that is going to happen. It's starting to happen here that needed to happen a long, a long time ago. Uh, one wallet for race and sports. We were talking about race earlier, right? It used to be and in most places right now, you've got to have a separate account for sports bets and race bets, two accounts. Well, let's have one, but I think in the case of this, um, props continue to grow in interest. And uh, you know, it bears watching and say, okay, how do we do it, both uh, logistically and technically from a systems standpoint as well. That's, that a big, is, that's a big. That's a big part of it. That's
6: a big part of Nevada. Yeah. That's a big hurdle here that we don't often are that we don't often mention. But it, much of this is just a technical barrier. Well, it's a test,
5: but it, because it has to be tested and approved. Like a lot of folks don't realize, yeah. betting systems need to be approved. Yes. from the regulatory standpoint. Right. Well, and that takes a, quite a while.
6: Yes, because maybe this is really. that I'm glad you brought that up, because really this is a sort of uh, shout, if you will, being kind to Nevada Gaming and saying, "Hey, this is happening."
5: Yeah, and you I know. think, and I think they you know, yeah. they realize it, but we you know we need to bring it and we need to have uh, you know successful. But I, but I think Boyd is Boyd is already doing some of that here. Boyd did anyway. Boyd did the uh, one wallet.
6: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they also did some of these uh, single game parlays. Thank you, Vinny. We got to run, mm-hmm. Vinny Maliulo, everybody. On a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. Good luck with all your bets this weekend. Lombardi Line is next.
1: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters.
2: I'm
4: Saleya Mosin.
0: And I'm David Gura. Listen to the big take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered.
3: Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.